Three minutes. Three seconds. Drew, we're going. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to VMworld 2019. My name is Scott DeLandy. I am with Dell EMC, and I am part of the product management team for the Dell EMC storage division. And uh, I'm joined by uh, a really a, a well-known figure within the, uh, the VMware world, uh, Drew Tonneson. Um, I refer to him as the VMware guru, but I know you actually have like a legit real title. So I what do you do? Uh, so I do uh, all the VMware and PowerMax array integration, uh, VMware best practices. I have a blog I keep uh, teaching customers how best to integrate the two technologies. Yeah, so you're one of the key guys when it comes to kind of the high-end storage and the integration within the VMware. Right. Excellent. Okay, so what we want to talk about today is we had some really exciting announcements earlier this morning, right? Uh, we talked a lot about uh, the, the strategy around VMware Cloud Foundation, and one of the things that Dell EMC announced in support of that strategy is the ability to have cloud-validated designs with our infrastructure solutions. This included the networking layer, this included the server layer, and it also included the storage layer, right? And really the key reason why we're introducing these validated designs is, is basically three things, right? The first is to really simplify the deployments of these joint technologies and really reduce the time required because we can minimize the amount of testing and configurating and all the things that are typically required to deploy that infrastructure by having these validated designs ready for you to go ahead and consume. We can also help uh, provide better scalability of the infrastructure because now the fact that you have the disparate server networking and layer and storage layers, it gives you the ability to kind of dial in the right amount of performance, the right amount of capacity, the right amount of resources needed to support the different applications and the different workloads that you're deploying under VCF. But one of the other real key things and part of the reason why we're moving in this direction is to help protect some of the investments that have already been made in the existing infrastructure. We know that there are environments out there where there is, there is uh, excess compute, excess storage resources that are available and now providing an easy way to be able to plug that in and support the value around VCF makes a lot of sense and it's something that a lot of customers have been asking us for. So let's drill into the storage piece because this is again is one of the things that we're, we're kind of focusing in on as part of the things that are being launched today. So if you're familiar with VCF, this was introduced uh, 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 way back now it seems. Um, and the initial deployment included the worker, the management domain being deployed with vSAN as the storage and the worker domains basically also being required to have vSAN for the storage layer. What was introduced later last year was the ability to take that and actually connect into external storage, but it had to be an NFS connection in order to do that. What we're previewing today and showing the direction around is extending that to another connectivity option for external storage that includes the ability to connect into fiber channel or into traditional SAN fabrics, right? So taking the things that you know and like around the automation and the simplicity of the VCF layer and moving it from just a hyper-converged software-defined type of a deployment option to now being able to support traditional external disparate components, including the server, the networking, and as well the storage, right? So, what the, what the key use cases and really kind of the reasons why people might want to consider extending VCF and using traditional external storage, the big one really seems to be around uh, scalability. 
we know that there are some VMs out there that are just storage heavy, right? Where you may have a number of VMs that require tens of gigabytes of capacity, but then there might be some that require tens of terabytes of capacity. So in some cases, trying to move those all into a, an HCI environment requires an awful lot of node technology to keep up with the amount of storage capacity. This again gives you now the ability to kind of scale those independently and dial in the right amount of compute with the right amount of storage and being able to kind of change those as the environment um, um, evolves over time and as things begin to grow. The other thing, again, we talked a little bit about this, is just being able to leverage existing investments, being able to take the, the, the deployments that are already in place and being able to extend the benefits of VCF into those things that are already running in the environment to take advantage of the, the simplicity and the automation that that provides. There's also the idea of being able to provide the resiliency or leverage the resiliency in the HA that's already available in that part of the infrastructure. Taking advantage of things like remote replication, being able to run active-active data centers where now you've got two physically separate locations that are actually running active-active. So if one environment becomes unavailable, the other environment, there's not even a need to fail over and recover. That environment is already online and you just continue to run. And it's also about the cloud strategy, being able to leverage a hybrid cloud or a multi-cloud environment, but having a common software stack that's in place that again provides the management and the automation. So to kind of give you an idea of what that architecture looks like, and again we're drilling into the VCF pieces, we've got um, you know, the, uh, the components here required in order to do that. So this is, this is your part, Drew. <laughs> All right, thanks. So this is just the standard VCF architecture. So Basically, there's three main components. There's vSphere, there's vSAN, and then there's NSX. So those are the major components of VCF, but of course, there's other components that can be used with the VCF environment. Most typically, the vRealize suite is used. So whether that's vRealize automation, vRealize operations, um, vRealize log insight. And so it's not a requirement of VCF, but uh, a number of the customers like to use it for automation purposes through the stack. Now where this comes into play for us is because SDDC manager controls the VCF environment, but that's a, it's a VMware based product around VCF. So if I attach an external storage, my workload domain, how am I gonna manage that? How do I can go in and create new data stores? And the best way to do that is to use the vRealize suite. So we have a plugin into the vRealize orchestrator, which will allow you to do all the array controls that normally you would have to use you know, our management tool for. Instead, you can use vRealize operations and vRealize automation to do those tasks. So you can create blueprints and then catalog items to actually run the creation of, let's say, data stores, uh, take snapshots, uh, even do replication. So we're gonna show you some of those different things. I was gonna set up differently. I was gonna say, so what we're doing is basically providing the automation so now you can control the storage functionality, the storage provisioning operations, but never actually have to go into the storage itself exactly. in order to perform those types of things. Right, everything can still be done through VMware. So you don't have to have the involvement of the storage administrator, the VMware administrator can do all the tasks required on the array for VCF. And now you're gonna demo that for us. Yes, I'm all gonna right. demo this. We're gonna try this. Oh, <laughs> snap, it worked, look at that. Okay, what are we looking at here? So. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to look through um, what would typically be, this is our workload environment. So this is an environment that we've um, attached to the VCF environment. We're running external storage, um, fiber channel, okay? And I'm just showing you, this is the vCenter I'm running, which happens to be a VMware Metro storage cluster, if you're familiar with that. So this is 
multiple ESX hosts. Some are attached to one array and some are attached to another array, but they live in the same vCenter because there's active-active replication going on in the background. And that's happening at the storage layer? That's correct. That's okay. at the storage layer. And so I'm just setting that up just so you know where we're going to deploy to. So this is our workload domain. And we're going to come over and go into uh, VRA. So this is the VRA 7.6. I think this morning they announced 8.0, which is going to happen later this year. So this is the latest version currently GA. And so I have a number of workflows here available as catalog items. So the first thing I'm going to do is, what if I want to provision the data store to my environment? I can go out and run a workflow that's going to go out onto the array. It's going to create a device for me. It's going to present that device to the ESXi host. And then it's going to create a data store on it. So, so and, and back in the day, what would happen is I'd have to actually call the storage guy right. and basically do this. Now I don't ever have to talk to him. Right. You don't have to contact the storage admin to deploy a device to create the data store. Now the storage the guy is probably a really nice guy, but now we don't need him in order to process that workflow anymore. She might be a nice woman, yes. She probably is. <laughs> so here you can see this is just the progress finishing with the creation. And if I come out to my same data store, uh, to my same vCenter, you can see my new data store here is created. So I have um, a vmdemo.ds. So now the second thing I'm going to do is, okay, I have my data store out there and I'd like to make a copy of it. And so in order to make a copy of it, I'm going to create a snapshot. And what do we use a snapshot for? So a snapshot is basically a targetless a copy of the device. So no additional devices are required. It's just going to go out and take a snap and it's going to be available for use immediately or use later, but it doesn't have to have an external it doesn't have to have another device in order to copy to. It just does a targetless copy. And in the storage world, we use snapshots all the time, right? We right. use those to make copies so that we can do backup, create checkpoints, so if there's some kind of application corruption, I can very quickly restore up against that. But we can also use it for things like reporting, for testing. There's all kinds of things we exactly. can use these copies for. Right. So again, doing this all through uh, VRA, I create my snapshot. Once I have my snapshot created, if I decide I want to use that snapshot, what I would do is I'm going to create a device and I'm going to attach the snapshot to the device, which then makes it available for a future purpose. The future purpose might be taking a backup, it might be a development environment, but once I have it, I have it available for any other environment. And again, the key point for this is the fact that without something like this, then you're talking to the storage folks to basically go ahead and provide this for you. Take that snap that they created and re-link re it back up to another VM so that you could actually do something. Exactly. Like and the coordination of trying to figure out what device is behind what data store so that you know which one to make a copy of is, is a pain. So this way, it's all done for you through the workflow. So once I have that, that linked device, I'm going to take it and I'm going to present it to a vCenter. In this case, I'm going to present it back to the same vCenter just for consistency. And when I do that, I'm going to have the option to run a resignature on it, which I'll need to because it's a copy of the same device that's already there. And once I have the copy out there, then I can do what I, I can register virtual machines, I can use it for backup or a development test environment. And again, one of the key things about the storage layer is the fact that even though you made a snap, you're not really consuming any additional capacity because you didn't make a copy, you just copied the pointers that represented the data associated with that data store or that VM, and then you're just pointing at it and allowing somebody else to go in there and access it, both for reads as well as for writes. So I can make That's changes correct. to that. So all our snapshots are what we call no copy. 
meaning we don't copy over the data to the new device. We only have to copy over new tracks that are changed. So you're not consuming extra space on the array by doing these snapshots. So if you think about it, if you're doing it at the application level and you're creating database copies, you're consuming all of that capacity, right? right. So here you can, you can see my, I have my copied snapshot out here with the typical VMware name. And the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take that data store and I'm going to replicate it with VRA and I'm going to do it in a metro environment. So I have my data store here and I'm just going to show you that currently that data store has two paths and those paths are just to the one array, right? Because it's just a, has no replication, that single device and it just has the two paths which are here. You can see by the, you know, look at the LUN number is important. So 74 is the current LUN number for that particular device. And once I have the workflow here, which I'm going to run, it's going to go and create the secondary device on the other array, and it's going to set up replication for me and um, um, sync those two devices together. And it's not just replication. This is active-active. So is, you have both sides taking reads and writes at the same time. Right. It's an HA solution, right? Two arrays, single device, single data store. The vCenter, all the vCenter sees is a single data store, even though that data store is represented by two different devices on the bottom. And this doesn't require the host to be clustered. This could just be a single... Uh, um, um. Correct. It could just be, you could have just a single Linux server out there, a physical Linux server, and you present the device to it, and it could see uh, both paths to both different arrays. And again, the value of this is that now if one side becomes available, if one of the arrays, or pass to the arrays or whatever, goes offline, nothing happens. Everything just continues to run magically from whatever the, uh, the, right. the active relationship is. So you can see here, I now have a second one, which is number six. So that's going to the other array. So I have what's called a cross-connect configuration. Each array sees, each uh, host sees the array on the other side. So if I lose one array, which never happens, but if I lost one array, I would have the other array. I would not lose access to the virtual machines attached to the data store. All right, and that's it. That's pretty cool stuff. Excuse oh. me? We have a question. Uh, we are still using snapshots. We you can use snapshots. snapshots in combination with the, uh, the replication. With the replication. So I can have those things running active, active, and if I decide on that secondary site is my failover site, I want to create copies here because I want to test my DR plan, but not have to suspend the relationship to do that. People do that all day long. It's a very, very common use case for that. Yes. We're oh. taking questions offline, so I we'll want to thank everybody for coming. Thanks. I want to thank Drew. Drew, real quick before you end, Mike, where do people go for more information? Uh, Solutions Exchange? No. <laughs> Google Drew Thomason, Dell EMC. I'm a bad self-promoter. What can I tell you? All this blog site. So thank you guys.